to the Bro Four Squad Podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 179, and it is the first annual Broskers, part five. I'm one of your hosts tonight, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek, and if you don't know, this is the movie award show for bros, unlike the Oscars, which can go fuck itself. And I'm the mad scientist, Brian Banner, joining the party tonight. Uh, episode 179 horns really like we couldn't have made it like a like a big deal like 180 even like an even number i don't know this 179 like i'm not a fucking magician man no you you definitely aren't so and you know if you want to be though i bet we can figure out a way to magically have your revenue disappear don't want that okay well all right, well, we have all five bros here tonight. Matt Geiger is working the red carpet and backstage, so we'll meet him in a little bit. But first, let's send it over to our bros in the booth, Nate Thurman and Ronnie Cycli, as we prepare for the first award. Thanks, Brian. Ronnie Cycli here, the legal counsel for the Bro Force Squad. And as always, I have to make our standard legal statement at the start of the show every year. Celebrities out there who might find themselves impersonated tonight or made fun of, or accused of being friends with Army Hammer, the sick fuck. I call immunity from all legal action. Sue the other bros all you want, but your boy is putting up his litigious force field right now. Nate, sorry, but I'm only going to protect myself here. Eh, that's all right, Ronnie. I'm not really too worried about getting sued by any celebrities. <clears throat> I actually met uh, Andy Serkis on vacation this past week and really hit it off. Um, definitely did not make out in a coat closet out of Bennigan's or anything, but... Definitely a nice dude. Oh, okay, maybe a little hand stuff. That's incredibly specific. All right, looks like celebrities are starting to hit up the red carpet now, and our very own Matt Geiger, as always, is balls deep in the action. Matt, what's the situation down there? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, we got you. All right, I, I had to call you from Skype. Sorry, I'm late to the red carpet. I'm still in this fucking theater. This Batman movie won't fucking... And Riddler's been caught like half an hour ago, and I still got like 45 fucking minutes. So I'm going to try to get out of this, and I'll fucking just bolt to the red carpet, and then I'll start doing interviews. Sorry about that. Back to you guys. All right. Uh, Godspeed, Matt. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? While Matt figures out a way to get here, it's time for the first brosker of the night. So everybody get your boner pants on. It's happening. Brian, come on. You already know I have them on anytime I leave the house. Um, our first award tonight is the What's Up Doc Award for the best documentary movie or series. Somehow for like the fifth year in a row, we convinced Ian McKellen to present the award at the Broskers, and he's already got his shirt half unbuttoned, so I, I think he's ready to go. Um, let's send it down to Gandalf and see if we can get the rest of those buttons undone. Well, 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 the brush came calling again for my services, and of course I answered. I watch a lot of documentaries, considering I'm 844 years old, so this award is a special place in my heart. Let's turn it over to the Roomba that I just groped backstage for the nominees. And the nominees are Al Davis versus the NFL. I hope the NFL won that fight because Al Davis is dead. Tiger King. No, sorry, that was a different documentary. This one is just called Tiger. Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. Jesus, that's a long title. Relax. Untold, the malice at the palace. 
and get back, get back, you don't know me like that, the famous John Lennon lyric. And the winner is Tiger. Wow, Tiger, the Tiger Woods documentary takes it home, the two-parter on HBO Max that turned out to be about more than just sex. Nate, I'll turn it over to you first. As one of the biggest golf fans on the pod, how do you feel about uh, Tiger winning the What's Up Doc Award this year? Um, well, I guess the 40 votes that I placed in for this really paid off. So um, obviously super excited that this one was able to to pull out. Uh, I mean, Tiger's story is one that everyone's followed with a lot of intrigue. I mean, over the past 20 plus years and you knew bits and pieces of it, but this was cool to dive into it and get a little more in depth and get some of the the dirt behind it. And unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately, so we kind of know, but his dad was painted in a pretty bad light as a dirt bag. So um, that that is actually one of the parts I didn't truly like about it because they, they try to maybe dish off some of the tiger's misdeeds on, Oh, he was just following his dad's lead and he got it yeah. he inherited it from him. Um, but you yeah, know, his dad was just fucking chicks in between swing lessons. <laughs> yeah. With the assistant pro or whoever it was out there. Um, but yeah, I'm all for this winning, winning this award, obviously. Yeah. I was a big fan of this one as well. Banner, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, this was a nice, it was skewed, uh, to try and make tiger look a little bit better than maybe he was, or maybe his, uh, misdeeds aren't necessarily as bad or justify them a little bit to an extent, but it was kind of nice to see his entire career and really life up until the last few years summed up together and just see it all chronologically, chronologically together and really just see how impressive this individual is at, at one of the hardest mental games there is to play. Yeah, I voted dating. for... I voted for Untold Malice at the Palace, uh, and I was kind of surprised Get Back didn't get more votes. But what did you think, Ronnie? Yeah, I thought, you know, I agree with what you guys are saying, but I thought it was more honest than uh, The Last Dance, let's say. Like, The Last Dance was Hunter Michael Jordan propaganda. Yeah. At least I felt like they did get into some things I don't think Tiger was probably happy that they talked about. So I did respect that a little more compared to that. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to part two of the documentary because, uh, you know, Tiger didn't like the he wanted more attention clearly after last year's event. So, you know, we'll see what happens in part two. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Let's toss it down to our field reporter, Matt Geiger on the red carpet. Matt, anything you want to add to Tiger winning? And then uh, I hope you got out of the theater in time to actually see some of the celebrities arriving. What's the status? Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Geiger is uh, putting on his tux. He's about ready. This is King Richard. Uh, Will Smith here, King Richard, and and don't worry, don't worry, boys, don't worry that this is basically just bag of ants with a list. Don't worry about that. I'm a good actor. I'm gonna win the Oscar this fucking years. And I say everything with a plural, everything with a plural, everything with a plural. Even if it doesn't have a plural, King Richard says everything with a plural. And you talk about Tiger Woods. Well, I talk about Serena and Venus Williams. Serena and Venus Williams are the best. They are the best tennis players in the worlds in the worlds today. And I'm Will Smith, and I'm the best actors. I put on a bunch of weight for this role. I'm going to win the Oscar for this role. I'm King Richard. Back to you. Thanks, Matt. Uh, it's time for our second award of the night. Are you that kidding wasn't me? Matt. Yeah, you're right. That's, it wasn't. That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, look, the teleprompter said, thanks, Matt. So that's what I went with. All right, give me a fucking break. Doing the best I can here. All right. Uh, let's just move on. This is our second award of the night, the Are You Kidding Me Award, the movie that was supposed to be for kids, but, like, we actually really liked. 
Nate. You know what else is supposed to be for kids, but I fucks with it? Bounce houses. Yeah, actually, we've been meaning to talk to you about that. You've been really getting aggressive with the children lately in there. Uh, were you invited to Trevor's birthday? Invited? Uh, you think I can trust the U.S. Postal Service? Uh, they probably lost that shit. Um, I was definitely welcome there. Probably. All right, man, you're just on parole, so we're just trying to, like, like keep an eye on you. Like, look out for you. You know, we got your back. No, seriously, dude. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay, anyway, uh, let's send it down to our presenters for the award, Jason Statham and Fozzie Bear. I've done a lot of action movies. I've fucked a lot of chicks. I've looked like a penis for decades. Never in my life, Fozzie, have I been honored as much as I am to present this award because I fucking love kids' movies. Hmm, I'm surprised to hear that, Jason. It sounds like you're just trying to suck up to people and trying to apologize for Hobbs and Shaw and, uh, and all the crank movies. And that one movie you did with Melissa McCarthy, that shit was terrible. Waka waka! Anyway... Let's hear the nominees from Sucks and Ultron. And the nominees are The Mitchells versus The Machines. I bet on The Machines. Minus 250. Rhea and The Last Dragon. Luca. Doncic. Injustice. Not a movie about the day Pornhub took down 100,000 of their videos. Encanto. How much do you dare me to talk about Bruno? And the winner is the Mitchells versus the Machines. Wow, big upset here. <clears throat> surprised Encanto didn't win. I'm also surprised that the uh, robot voice that did the nominees only got the value of minus 250. That kind of seems like a not much of a value play, but a movie I thoroughly enjoyed. Banner, I'll be honest, this one got my vote. I'm glad the fans backed it up. I thought Encanto might come in late with the victory. What did you think here? This is sort of your expert category since you have uh, a daughter and watch a lot of these films. Yeah, I think this might be the only category that I've actually seen every single nomination for, which, uh, yeah, I'll wear that badge of honor. Um, I think this was the best movie top to bottom. I think it had the best message. I think Encanto got the Disney flash. I personally am not a big fan of Encanto. Um, I'm not, I actually don't like the music either. I think it's way too Lin-Manuel Miranda in your face. Uh, but aside of that, this is definitely the best movie. Raya and the Last Dragon was terrible. Luca was fine. Um, Injustice is fine. Definitely, I think, a two-man race between Mitchells and the Machines uh, and Encanto, and I think the right movie won. That, that got my vote as well. Nate, do you agree or disagree with Brian's slander of Encanto? Um, I agree. We've actually talked about this before. We've talked actually... about this at length, actually. Yeah. I wasn't a, a, huge fan, a huge fan of it in, in, in Kanto. I know I hear don't talk about Bruno like every day via some social media platform. Um, but actually I actually haven't seen the Mitchells and the Machines, so I can't comment on that. But um, I did like Ryan the Last Dragon. I don't know why Brian is shitting on that one so much. It was it was fine. It was great. I enjoyed it. What, what was what was your issue with it? It's fucking annoying. That's what. Oh, did you find, like, Aquafina annoying or something? Yeah, just, I don't know, the whole fucking movie, the script, like, all of it. Oh, just that. He's just, just mad because it wasn't called Brian in The Last Dragon. Yeah. 
This is going to be an issue. No, no, I I really enjoyed it. I thought, I, I actually usually kind of find Aquafina annoying, but I thought her in the role of the, I can't remember the dragon's name now, but. Susie. Um, was fine. Oh, there you go. Susie. Yeah. And I like Luca. Luca was really, was a really good one. I enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, Luca was, Luca was definitely fun. I think it was under promoted and under uh, under talked about. That's what that's what got my vote for this category. Cycle your thoughts. In Kanto, more like no can't do. I'm sorry, Fozzie Bear left that joke. I found it on the floor. It had Waka Waka afterwards. If it's a joke (laughs) that Fozzie cuts from his set, you know it's bad. Like how? I would love to see his editing process. Jesus Christ. All right, let's send it down to the red carpet. Matt, things are starting to pick up. We're two awards deep. What's the status? Things are definitely starting to pick up here, Jeff. Uh, Speaking of fucking annoying, a lot of celebrities rolling in. This is very uh, special to me. Um, The beginning of 2021, I, I did a time capsule, guys, and I'm digging it up right now just so I can show you on air everything that happened in 2021. So first thing I'm digging up is uh, my vaccine card. Turned out when I dug that in there, I kind of needed it, but now not so much. I'm also Black Lives Matter hat. And on a note, it said, don't worry, Matt, when you dig this up, racism will end. On an unrelating note, I got a John Gruden autographed picture. It's not as worth as much as I thought it would be when I dug it up. And then also I have an autographed DVD of Charlie's Angels because I thought in 2022 that women in Hollywood would get everything they want and kind of stop complaining. So uh, something I put in the ground a year ago, I thought I'd dig up and have a lot of you know, excitement and around, but now I'm just kind of depressed and ready to drink more. So back to you guys. Yeah, Matt, uh, definitely pour one out for the fallen on that. Uh, it's time for a third award of the night, the jaw rule award for the actor or actress who must be in desperate need of money based on the role they have agreed to take. Yeah, I always think this is a award we can relate to. I mean, if you break it down, acting is pretty similar to prostitution oh this ought to be good in what way <laughs> come on brian we don't have time to explain how sex works to you uh, read a book we know you love that or listen to a book whatever you sicko no i know how sex works i'm talking about the analogy because it doesn't okay okay doesn't... okay no i'm just gonna cut you off right there um i can see the presenters again kind of restless down there so uh presenting the jaw rule award are the classic hollywood duo of christopher walken and master yoda take it away guys well 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 the brawls uh, come calling once again to have me legitimize these festivities now you might ask is having someone do a christopher walken impression not that that's what's happening, this is really me, but is that played out and no longer funny? Absolutely, it is not. Will I be back at next year's awards? Absolutely, I will. Oh, Chris, so receptive you are, hmm? If, uh, if pick up on social cues, my old girlfriend Tina wish she did. Fucking bitch. Unrelated, the fact to our next award this is. Let's turn it over to the sex droid to announce who is up for the Ja Rule Award for actor or actress who took a role only based on greed and money. And the nominees are everyone in Tom and Jerry. Just like, why? King Kong in Godzilla vs. Kong. Gorillas are being so marginalized in Hollywood. Don Cheadle in Space Jam, A New Legacy. 
As a fellow artificial intelligence, I am deeply embarrassed. Charlie Theron in F9, The Fast Saga. Is everything okay at home? Michelle Williams in Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Somehow more embarrassing than you being on Dawson's Creek. And the winner is King Kong in Godzilla vs. Kong. All right, guys, this was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. And while I thought Kong's performance in it was great, I mean, the fans have spoken. And his star has fallen. And not that everyone on this list of nominees is not in the same boat. But uh, I don't know, Brian, we'll go to you first. There's just no roles out there for Kong? Like, he had to take this? Here's the thing. Kong can lead his own movie. He doesn't have to have Godzilla on his side. That's what's disappointing about this. He's just selling himself short at this point. That's all it is. So true. Nate, we don't have enough, you know, large mammoth gorilla roles in Hollywood. Do you think Kong set that whole group of performers back with this? Or did you think that this is something he can defend? Uh, yeah, he's he's starting a uh, trend of marginalizing um, large hairy primates um, in, in roles in Hollywood. So it's going to be a lot to come back from. And I know there's going to be a lot of people after him um, for what he did in this role. Uh, in this category, my, my vote was Don Cheadle. I guess the, just not enough Marvel money. So coming was mine. In. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not that was mine too. Marvel money coming in at this time. So, cycling. So I think you and I talked off pod. I believe this was actually our strongest competitive category this year. Like mm-hmm. the fact that Charlize Theron has been in two Fast and Furious movies is kind of crazy to me. But like, look, why? Yeah. Why are we insulting Kong for this role? Look, I, she I, hasn't I, become I just, family yet, Jeff. Yet. She just has to kill someone close enough to Dom. I just feel like Kong, at least, you know, I think it was, I, I, I disagree. I, I think it's a little unfair for him to be the winner here. I think he stayed true to his roots. He came back to something that really started him out in his role in Hollywood. So I, I like that he made a comeback. I mean, honestly, I, I think there were other categories here that are nominees that really deserve this. I'm looking at Tom and Jerry specifically. I'm like, what did you need out of this? It was fine. No one needed that. Didn't you make it? like four minutes into that movie before you had to shut it off. Yeah. Imagine working on that set every day. (laughs) It's pretty rough. All right, Matt, what's the uh, status on the red carpet? Or are you backstage yet? I never know where you're at. What are you doing back there? I'm here, there. I'm everywhere. I'm backstage. The booths are back. No COVID restrictions here. And I want to, I'll go to other ones, I promise. But this one and Thurman might be running out of the booth to get here, but it's the Saudi golf league golf simulator. God, this is fun. The The only problem is, like, they say they only they got, like, 20 courses to play, but every fucking course is just covered in desert and sand, which, as, you know, Ronnie Cycling knows, very coarse and sticky and gets everywhere. Uh, right now, I'm on the fifth hole um, playing with one of the Saudi princes. They're kind of sticklers, Thurman. I had a three-inch putt ask if it was a gimme, and he just looked at me and literally cut off my fucking pinky. So they're... Uh, you got to put everything out here if you come down. It's bleeding profusely, and if anyone has an Advil, it'd be very well appreciated. Uh, other than that, I'll go into the booth after I finish my back nine. Back to you guys. Geiger, you got to watch out for those local rules. They'll get you. Yeah, Matt, uh, you, should probably, you should probably go take care of that. Um, but definitely finish the round out. Uh, all right, guys, it's time for the fourth award of the night. The Can I Speak to the Manager Award, uh, or is like some of the – cool kids are calling it the Karen award for the movie that sucked. And we want our money back. 
You think we'd adjust the title in this day and age with so many movies on streaming, but you have to factor in the fact that we don't give a fuck and most of us still care enough to call Netflix and wait on hold to bitch at them. Um, in fact, they recognize my number now and they're screening my calls and they don't pick up, so it kind of sucks. Yeah, but does, does that stop you from continuing to call? Fuck no. It, it didn't stop me from harassing the intramural soccer ref for six years after he carded me for biting my own teammate and hasn't stopped me from living in Netflix head rent-free. No real segue possible here, so let's just send it to the stage for Liam Neeson and Ben Diesel, who are here to present. Guess what, America? It's me, Liam Neeson. Did I follow through on my promise to no longer release shitty, low-budget action movies directly to streaming services? <laughs> well, why don't you check Netflix for a film called The Ice Road? And after you do that, you can suck my dick. Liam, you're disgusting. Let's keep it family. Friendly here. Family. Family. That's the word that gives me a hard boner. I need to run to the restroom to get some relief. So let's give it back to the robot person for one last ride. And the nominees are Tom and Jerry. Seriously, what is your deal? Home, sweet home, alone. You had us in the first half, not gonna lie. The last letter from your lover. Chainley Woodley, just go home. Venom, this movie is carnage. I mean, let there be carnage. And Reminiscence. And the winner is Home Sweet Home Alone. All right, well, we've done a movie commentary on Home Sweet Home Alone, and it was a blind movie commentary, and I'm ashamed at some of the praise I was lauding on this movie about halfway through. It completely falls apart in the end. Case in point, why the fans, I think, voted it for the Can I Speak to Your Manager Award. I'm embarrassed in my thoughts on it, um, personally, prior to the last 20 minutes. Banner, do you think the fans got it right here? I think kind of a weak category this year, actually. I I voted for Reminiscence, personally. Also uh, another bad movie. Right. But none of these, I think, are like complete and utter train wrecks, so I guess it was competitive in that regard. They're all kind of in the same level of shittiness. Yeah, they were all like, okay, I didn't necessarily like it, but it didn't, like, it wasn't terrible, terrible. I think this was the bottom uh, of that barrel, and I think it was the right choice, mainly because... This one, I, out of all of these, was the only one we were kind of excited about. Nobody gives a shit about Tom and Jerry. Uh, who cares about Shailene Woodley now that she's her and Aaron Rodgers aren't together anymore? Venom 2, who gives a shit? Reminiscence kind of sounds like a cool idea, but whatever. Home Alone, you, you have the Home Alone name. You have to live up to that. And if you're worse than Home Alone 4, yeah, it's it's bad. Nate, uh, I think you and I might be the only two people who watch Reminiscence, and I think versus the promise of Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson and the concept of it and how bad it was, that did get my vote. But what are your thoughts on how this category played out? Um, I'm not mad at it. Um, like you said a minute ago, we did do a, a blind movie commentary on Home Sweet Home Alone, and it was awful. And then, reluctantly, I think with the niece and nephew, I watched it again with actual uh, audio this time, and I actually was able to follow along, it didn't help. No better? Um, no, no better. Um, a, a simple misunderstanding is all this movie is, and it could have been wrapped up in two minutes, and then they drag it out to this whole shit show. Um, 
So I think it, it deserves the win in this shitty category. Um, Reminiscence is also up there. And yeah, Hugh Jackman was in. I was like, okay, cool. Let's watch this. Got halfway through, didn't understand what was going on. It lost me, and I actually didn't finish it. So only one and a half person on the pod have, has seen that movie. Psyche, I'll turn it over to you. You're the Tom and Jerry expert. Again, you watched four <laughs> minutes of it with your wife. <laughs> was that four minutes bad enough, you think, to take home the victory here? Or the fact that we made it all the way through Home Sweet Home Alone and still felt like we were fucking deceived and lied to with the title? Uh, what are your thoughts on how this one went in terms of the vote? I think if you go back and, and listen to our commentary on Home Sweet Home Alone, did we like it? No. But I thought we had a good time with it. You know, like, it was absolutely stupid. But I think it was a little on us if we expected it to be good. And Banner, you're saying, I mean, live up to the Home Alone name. Are, you know, other than the first, you know, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is pretty decent. But 3 and 4 are just, you know, a joke. So I don't know that there is a Home Alone name to live up to. Tom and Jerry, I'm sorry. That was my vote. Um if you can't make it even four minutes into a movie, then how is it not the winner? Uh, but, you know, maybe next time I'll try and go in drunker. Or just create a bunch of, like, bot accounts to get it. Yeah, that's true, too. All right, Geiger, what's the situation here backstage? How'd the round of golf go? Yeah, still losing a lot of blood. Um, I was one under, no, two under, sorry, fingers, uh, seven over total for the round. And uh, right now it's time. Uh, we do have a paid advertisement, and I bet you can guess who this is from. But I want to talk about something that is very close to my heart. And, you know, we're all red-blooded males out there, and we all probably have a side chick slam piece that, you know, we bang from time to time. And, you know, my, I'll be damned our forefathers didn't come over from England to get our freedom. You're not going to put a mask on my face, so you're definitely not going to put a condom on my dick. You know what I mean? And then sometimes that alludes to a fun baby that you got to pay out of wedlock, you know, similar to Jerry Jones. And just remember about inflation. I mean, $300,000 isn't that much, you know, nowadays. It's just maybe it should go up, you know, 10% or at least, you know, with inflation. And that way, you know, whenever she's 25 or the mother dies, that she doesn't come out with her hand out whenever you're about to croak the bucket. So that was just a short paid advertisement paid for by the Ronnie Cycling Legal Fund. Just to let you all know, um, if you're not going to wrap it up, which why should you? I mean, you're an American. Don't fucking put don't put anything over anything that you know might get you in trouble. So at least remember to pay off your slam piece or your side pig, and um, then you can sleep well. Back to you guys. Side pig is a new one. I, I spent my entire legal budget on that on that commercial. Blew your entire load, as they say. <laughs> they do say that, yes. Legally speaking. Allegedly. Thanks, Matt. Always sound advice there. Uh, we only have three awards left. I think we're growing as a podcast because last year at this time, two of us had bit each other. Uh, one of us shit our pants and Horns was still divorced. So, I mean, we're, we've come a long way. Yeah, you can always count on Horns being consistent, that's for sure. Uh, he's like Mark Sanchez. Nate, you do know Mark Sanchez fucking sucked at football, right? Yeah, he consistently sucked, Brian. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of consistent, the next award is the Brosker Staple, the uh, 2 a.m. drunk text asking you up award for the movie that is most desperate for Oscar recognition. Here to present is a shirtless Matthew McConaughey. Let's head down to the stage. Ha ha ha! All right, how you doing, Broskers? I am 
back for another year since Geiger can only do like a couple voices. So I am here to announce the 2 a.m. drunk text asking you up. And yes, to shut off any conspiracy theories, I am running for office and my campaign will be living. Living. You ain't living right now. You're not. You're not living. I will make you live in if all you have to do is go to the poll, mail in whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. If you want to send it in from the river you bathe in, if you want to send it in with your deodorant sticks you don't use, whatever you want to do, just mail it in. And Matthew McConaughey will make this country live in again. That's the hat. Make America live in again. So let's throw it to the knockoff Alexa robot. Here are the nominees for the 2 a.m. Drunk Text You Up Award for a movie that's desperate for Oscar recognition. And the nominees are The Little Things, must be a biopic about Horns' penis. The Last Duel, a biopic about a bar fight Geiger got into at Buffalo Wild Wings. King Richard, must be a biopic about Banner's penis. In the Heights, not a biopic about anything, just a musical. Stillwater, about a city that the NCAA hates. And the winner is Stillwater. All right, well, Matt Damon continues to be shit on on the Bro 4 Squad podcast with the Oscar bait film Stillwater based loosely on a true story. Let's go reverse order, Ronnie. You probably, you and I had a good discussion about this movie the other day. Your thoughts on Stillwater being perceived by the fans as the most desperate for Oscar recognition, I gotta say, especially based on when we heard from him earlier, I thought King Richard had this in the bag, so I'm a little surprised. I mean, yeah, I, I think this is a fair, uh, deserved winner here. I mean, the fact that they don't even pay for any rights on Amanda Knox, they don't even give any credit to the story and what she went through. I know, like, she was really pissed about it. So you can tell the movie studio just want to pump this out because they thought it was going to get some big recognition. Um, yeah, it felt a little unfair to me to that for that point. So yeah, I, I think I think Stillwater definitely is is the rightful winner at this point. It's like biopic adjacent, sort of. Yeah, but they don't want to actually do the full work to make it as good as they want it to do. Yeah, very true. Uh, Banner, what do you think? You're are you a Damon head or do you hate him? Uh, I mean, I yeah, I'm not a huge Damon guy. I he's he's one of those guys that like if he's in it, I'm not gonna shy away from. But I'm also not going to flock to it. Uh, honestly, at this point, the guy just needs a fucking break. Like, he hasn't been in anything good in 10, 15 years. You didn't like The Martian? Yeah. Uh, it was fine, I guess. Yeah. But still, that was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? Uh, I Time is irrelevant. I don't know what it is anymore. I don't, I'm we're not going to take the two seconds to look yeah, it up. I'm not going to do that. I'll just put it this way. I know that was before uh, the Great Wall. And the 2015. Great... Yeah, so almost 10 years ago. It's, it's been a while. Sure. Anyway, yeah, I think I think that's probably the most deserved just because, I don't know, I don't like Matt Damon. Uh, Nate, Damon was actually up twice, Last yeah. Duel and uh, Stillwater. How do you think about the way this one played out? Um... Haven't seen Stillwater, but this award is just all about the hype and the perception of, of the movie, anyway. So I, I definitely agree with that one. Um, but I think In the Heights was another strong contender. They're trying to play off the popularity of Hamilton at this point. Um, it was okay. It was nothing spectacular. 
Um, and then, yeah, the, the last duel again, huge cast, um, which I actually really enjoyed the, the last last duel. Um, I think the way it was shot, I'm not sure how many people on the pod have seen it, is, is really, was really interesting. Um, but I think my vote for this category was The Little Things. Another one, big yes. cast. Um, and at the end of the day, I think I've said this on the pod uh, before, Rami Malek, I'm not sure he's a good actor. I think he just caught lightning in a bottle. Um, Same. With uh, with Bohemian Rhapsody, um, so uh, that that was my vote. It, it kind of missed the mark, um, and it was trying way too hard to uh, get something big with Washington and, and Leto as well. I mean, Jared Leto's like little intricacies of his character were just so desperate. Like the way he walked and all this other weird shit. It's like, dude. Yeah, it was kind of like forced, and I don't know if that was him or like. Uh, direction from the director on the movie. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like he's trying to add weird clicks and stuff in like the Joker and it just did not work out. Yeah. All right, Matt, how you holding up backstage? What's the status of things? Booths. Booths are the lifeblood backstage. So let's walk around. First booth I come in is, uh, well, a little placeholder there. Ridley Scott from The Last Duel. Um, he's asking for money for, um, you know, to save, I don't know, something. But before you give it to him, he's basically going to derage you for being a millennial or whatever for not seeing his film. So right now he has no money in his booth and he's been back here for like three fucking hours. Keep going. Let's, <laughs> he's shaking his head, but you know you will. Uh, he is, what is racist? What isn't booth? Um, little thing, everything is. And the other one, last year you could get kicked in the nuts for five bucks. This year it's $10, but it doesn't matter because at the end we'll tell you that everything will be all right. All right, back to you guys. It's inflation. Our costs go up, their costs go up, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, so last... yeah, read a book. I don't know what to tell you. Thanks, Matt. Uh, last two awards are here. So if you need to go pee, that time has passed. You're just going to have to pee your pants just like I'm doing right now. Uh, that's sound advice, Brian. Uh, just for the sake of efficiency, we might as well tell the people to shit their pants as well. Genius idea. Nate? Didn't the best man at your wedding have like a streak for doing that like once a year or something like that? Oh, absolutely it did. Probably more than once a year, to be honest. The dude's a legend. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I mean, you can shit your pants. No one's stopping you. Uh, speaking of shit, you know what's the opposite of shit? Our next award, which is the Nerdy Chicken High School Who Got Hot Award for the movie that surprised us and was good this past year. Uh, let's send it down to the Batman villain Bane to present the award. Oh, welcome to the Broscos. They are something I look forward to every year. Well, this and an annual Pittsburgh Steelers game I attend where I get hammered ass drunk and blow up the fucking stadium. Still not as bad for the league as Mr. Roger Goodell. Ha, 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 ha. I joke. The award for the nerdy chick at high school who got hot award as much prestige. Let us hear the nominees for the Mr. Cyborg who's trying to sound like he's having sex with us. And the nominees are 8-Bit Christmas. I'm a Jewish AI, so this is not my pick. Mortal Kombat. This movie is actually less violent than my last family reunion. Cruella. Nobody. A movie about all the people who showed up to Horn's birthday party. 
The King's Man, The Humpty Dumpty Story. And the winner is Cruella. Wow. Uh, AI Robot, I told you that in confidence. <clears throat> and it was just a small get-together, so it wasn't a big deal that not to make people shut up. Um, Cruella winning. I was a big fan of this movie. I know it was kind of polarizing on the pod. I guess it kind of depended how you felt about Emma Stone's performance. I'm glad to see the fans vote this way. Uh, Banner, what were your thoughts on Cruella? Again, tough, too, because it came out, like, very beginning of the year. I think it was a February release. So for it to stay in people's minds this long is often difficult, but it pulled it off. Yeah, I I, uh, I personally didn't vote for Cruella. I did 8-Bit Christmas, um, mainly because you go, oh, 8-Bit Christmas, it's a kid's movie. Uh, it's got Neil Patrick Harris. He's just going to be silly and dumb. Um and then when you actually watch it, you're like, wow, this is a really fun, like kind of a touching movie uh, at the end where Cruella was. Well, I think it, it because of Disney live action movies being not great, we automatically thought, oh, Cruella's isn't going to be that great. Plus, it's a prequel about the the main villain. It just had a lot of things going against it because of perceptions of other movies. Um and, but again, I'm not mad that it won because I thought it was fantastic too. I, I liked it. Yeah, I think 8-Bit Christmas definitely does fit the title of the award. Really surprised us. Nate, if I remember right, you are not a Cruella fan. How do you feel about this? Yeah, and it's funny. Over like the past month or so, I've heard a lot of other people, including you guys, say how much they really liked it. I mean, then you go back and rewatch it, different mindset. And I'm kind of torn because... I wasn't a huge fan of how the movie was done, but I loved Emma, Emma, Emma Stone's performance in it. I thought she she acted great as Cruella. Um, but just, yeah, the plot, I wasn't sure if it was trying to be trying to be darker. It, it was, but then, I don't know, it was just kind of wishy-washy in my opinion um, as far as what it was trying to be. Um, but like I said, I liked Emma Stone's performance overall. Um, my vote, just like Banner's, was for 8-Bit Christmas on this. It probably wouldn't have been on my radar. Um, I think you guys suggested it. It was fantastic. Had touching moments at the end. A lot of nostalgia um, for millennials and, and Gen X. Um, so it was great. Um, and nobody, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't put this one in this category because I had pretty high expectations for this one going into it. Um, and it, it paid off. It, it was awesome. Um, but I, I know, I know Cruella kind of fits the, fits the role for this one because I know it did surprise a lot of people. All right, Cycle, you an 8-bit Christmas guy? You a Mortal Kombat guy? Where do you sit here? I, I'm going to round it out. I actually voted for 8-bit Christmas myself. And I, I think Cruella was a good movie. I think the reason I didn't pick it is, is, um, because I had decent expectations for it. Now, I do agree with the fact that most of these Disney live actions have been really disappointed, disappointing, but I think it's more to do with the ones that are remakes of our classic favorite Looking at you, movies. Mulan. Yeah, Ugh. and so Cruella I at least appreciated knowing going in like it was going to be different and mm. a darker tone and, again, Emma Stone. So 8-Bit Christmas had no, I don't think it had any right being as good as it was. Like, I mean, if you just, like, told me, like, the concept of the story, it just, like, sounds like a made-for-TV Christmas movie, right? And, like, you know, we both, we all like MPH on this pod, but, yeah, I, I just think it really surprised me. I think it fits the perfect description, so I was surprised to see Cruella uh, get this win. Very well said. All right, we have one more award for the night. How, Geiger, how are you holding up back there? Are you still alive? Have you gotten any pushback from people? I know this is normally people start to get rowdy. What up? What what a throwback, Jeff. Am I still alive? I am. 
But some people aren't, Jeff. Some people aren't still fucking alive. So it's time for our in memoriam. Let's pour one out. These are things that we had in 2021 that we don't, don't have anymore. Uh, first off is John Cena's book, How to Speak Mandarin for Idiots. We don't need it anymore. It's done. It's buried. It's done. Uh, the second is Tom Hanks' restraining order against little kids. I don't know if you saw he's playing Geppetto. So I guess that, uh, that got thrown out. Uh, we don't need an Italian guy. Tom Hanks is fine. Throw him in there. Next is John Gruden, don't have a racist bone in my body. All those bones are buried and some new bones are in this place. So those are done too. And lastly, actually, I should probably take this one off. Uh, Todd Phillips, the cool talking to the camera. That was buried until I watched Winning Time this week. And apparently he brought that back. So like Jesus in the comic books, it resurrected from the grave and it's back to be annoying as fuck probably for the next nine episodes. Back to you guys. I gotta read these Jesus comics. Thanks, Matt. Uh, it is time for our last award tonight. It is time for our last award tonight. So, if you're a gambling man like uh, we are, just a bunch of degenerates, this is it. This is the time for you guys to put everything you got, that fake Rolex on your watch in the middle of the table, just so you can get home and your wife won't be that upset with you. This is the time to bet it all. I would guess that if you're anyone who listens to the podcast regularly, your marriage is probably on the rock. So fuck it. Just do something stupid right here. It's definitely not the worst advice we've ever given on this pod. Uh, like shitting your pants. That was probably a little, little worse. Uh, all right. For the swan song of tonight, we have Sir Michael Kane on the stage to present. Hello. I'm Michael Kane. Did you know that my name was actually the first words that Robert Downey Jr. ever spoke as a baby? Years later, we found out he was actually saying my cocaine and not Michael Caine. But it's still something I'm proud of. I'm here to present the real fucking important award. The bros best picture. Let's cue the music and turn it over to Alexa and Siri's love child so that we can get to the after party. And I can have a Shelly Blanca. And the nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah. I care a lot, which is exactly what Horn said, crying to Rachel as she was filing for divorce. A Quiet Place, part two. A nice movie about a cozing reading nook. Ghostbusters Afterlife. And Spider-Man No Way Home. And the winner is Ghostbusters after oh I am sorry I was hacked by the Russians it was Spider-Man no way home now Putin tries to get his fucking mitts on the bros best picture award but he cannot stop the multiverse Spider-Man no way home wins it obviously the biggest award we have of the year and unlike the Oscars we actually recognize the movies that people and go fucking see in theaters as opposed to the art house films Banner what do you think here obviously uh, if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So pretty awesome in terms of the surprises, the nostalgia. Uh, it checked every box for me. It was a thoroughly enjoyable experience at the movies. How do you feel about it being the bro's best picture for 2021? This is the movie that I voted for personally. Um, but I don't think it – I think looking at this list, you're like, oh, yeah, No Way Home, that's a clear winner. But then you look at everything else and you're like, actually, all these were really good fucking movies, too. I really liked A Quiet Place uh, Part 2. 
Ghostbusters Afterlife obviously hits that nostalgia factor and what they did with that. Um, and Judas and the Black Messiah, is, I mean, it was it was it was a good movie. So this is not surprising, but yet it wasn't just an easy rollover. Um, this it had everything we wanted: emotions, action, funny, sad. It, it hit every beat flawlessly. Totally agree. Nate, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I totally agree with uh, how the fans voted on this one as well. Uh, probably just echo everyone else's sentiments on this one. But um, yeah, we got what we wanted with the uh, multiple Spider-Man and the movie was fantastic, a little nostalgic. Um, and then very touching, touching ending um, near the end. And then it sets up perfectly for uh, going into Doctor Strange and the multiverse. So um, I, I like what it did in and of itself and then within the Marvel universe. So winner in my book. Yeah, it was ballsy to do what they did and pulled it off perfectly. Ronnie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I personally voted for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but I think Spider-Man No Way Home was, yeah, I'm sorry. But I think Spider-Man No Way Home, which I've more recently watched, is um, is the rightful winner here, I think. I, especially for this podcast, uh, it makes sense for this to be the winner. I think doing what it did and living up to those expectations, especially going back and bringing everyone together, that wasn't going to be easy to fulfill. I think it could have could have gone the other way. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's a fair winner here. Judas and the Black Messiah, incredible movie. Geiger was on it early. Whether it's fair or not, it's just tough when you come out in February to win this award, just because you're kind of so far out of the public consciousness. Um, so that definitely helps Spider-Man. All right, before we close out the award show, let's see if, how Matt Geiger's doing backstage. Matt, we're, we're wrapping things up. What's the status? Are people leaving? Are people fighting? Are they drunk? What's going on? People are, uh, they're upset back here. They love that Jesus is Black Messiah won. They're pissed off at the Russians. We're so pissed off that each and every one of us got out our phones and changed our profile picture to the Ukraine flag. That's how fucking pissed off we are. We'll see, you know, what that entails. I'm sure it'll just end everything. And since Hollywood loves the remake so much, I'm going to remake Gal Gadot singing Imagine. And everyone hated this for some reason. I fucking loved it. But I realized why is people want the real Hollywood. And I have my own fucking podcast, so I have a lot of fucking money. So this video of Imagine is going to be me in a $20,000 suit pouring gasoline on hookers, cocaine, groceries, you know, a lot of stuff that is a lot of fucking money right now. I'm going to be Trevor Bowering fucking chicks in the bathroom while they're signing fucking, you know, disclosure forms to Ronnie Cycli. I'm going to be doing shit that you guys can't do because you don't have a podcast with 10,000 subscribers. You're the little people. And I'm going to sing Imagine to you and make sure you make everything okay. That's what I'm going to do to make sure that 2022 is a better year than 2021. So imagine all the people. Hey, we Back to you guys. Okay. Yeah, Ooh, that's royalty. Look, you're already, I'm just going to be honest here. Your, your billing rate is going up based on the things I've heard today. So, said. you know, if you want the services of the law firm, it's, it's going to sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the court case is paying. Shit, if Deshaun Watson can get acquitted 21 times, Trevor Bauer's got to be like, give me my chance, my day in court. All right, I guess that'll put a bow on the 2021 Broscars, the the year in movies that was 
Before we let the people go, let's get each bro's final thoughts. We'll go in the order that you currently appear on my screen. Ronnie Cycli, I, I know that you need to get off this call because you have a lot of fucking paperwork to go through after all the things that we, and specifically Matt Geiger, just said. But what are your thoughts on the awards as a whole and all the uh, stack of paperwork you have to get through before you can go to Yeah, like Yoko Ono is literally calling from John Lennon's estate right now. Like, she saw that, she heard that. I thought she was coming. dead. Oh, you mean... I don't think, yeah, I mean, she's coming back, whether it's she's alive or not, but she's interrupting this podcast. So <laughs> I'm um, dreading what this day has done to us. I think we just set ourselves back a few years. So all that profit we've made from those, you know, sub subscribers, it's, it's going straight to the courts, guys. It's a good thing to do at the end of the fiscal year. We don't want a budget surplus, you know, mm. it's no good because next year I'll be six. Brian, how about you? Thoughts on the 2021 Broskers? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were some winners, there were some losers, there were, uh, some inappropriate things said. It's a typical year. Uh, loved it. Great show, guys. And everybody, please remember, pull over for emergency vehicles. Nate, uh, it was great that Fozzie could join us this year. Fozzie the Bear. Um, are you still impressed that we get such big celebrities to come out for this thing every year? Yeah. Um, yeah, luckily we're, we have so much money, um, as Matt had mentioned, we, we can just pay these guys whatever whatever they want. Um, but it was weird. Kermit, Kermit kind of backed out to the last last minute. I was excited to hear him again and, and have him present. But you know, it is what it is. He had some uh, contractual obligations that he he had to. Uh, I heard he was to. boycotting because uh, Prince Philip's ghost wasn't. Him. Oh right, that makes that's a stance he would he would take. Matt, I'll oh, send it over yeah. to you as long as you promise not to sing Imagine again. Yeah, I think some old uh, 1970s Muppets videos got dug up on Kermit. That's why he had to set this one out. But we wish him a speedy recovery. I just can't wait to hear um, the conspiracy theories. Was it Russia or was it China that kept turning off Banner's mic? Was it an inside job? I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. But comment below. What do you think? Yeah, a video came out of Kermit uh, and the guys from Fraggle Rock in the 70s doing some pretty inappropriate things so that... All of them now had to shut down their Twitters. Different time. <laughs> it's a different time, guys. All right, for our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, the mad scientist, Brian Banner, the American hero, Nate Thurmond, and our enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger. I am the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. We are the Bro4 Squad podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Looking very much forward to the 2022 year in movies uh, leading up to next year's Broscars. This is a great award show. We're very happy to be here every night, even though it was catered by uh, Del Taco, which, Brian, we need to fucking figure that out. Dude, way. Del Taco fucking fucks. <laughs> and then it fucks your butthole up. <laughs> exactly. Then you're... Whatever. Uh, uh, follow no. us on Twitter, at Bro4Squad. <laughs> you type in Bro4Squad as three separate words on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Letterboxd. You'll find us there and check out everything we do on our website, Bro4Squad.com. Till next time, I don't envy the work Ronnie has to do to get us out of all these lawsuits. Yeah, because now Del Taco's about to sue. So, <laughs> god damn it. Yeah, not my fault, but they're awesome. Jeff, can you please just do Kermit? I don't have a racist bone in my body, please. I don't have a racist bone in my body. Thurman, is that the biggest I'll just play my slice all day you've ever fucking heard when someone said this? <laughs> <laughs>